Welcome to the Loan with Jen podcast, your weekly source to keep you informed on everything about financing your home, where you will hear real facts, no BS. I'm your host, Jennifer Hernandez, a loan officer since 1995, and over 4,300 families financed to date. If you're starting to think about buying or refinancing a home, wonder if you have the right credit, savings, or even income, you're in the right place. On my weekly episodes, I make complicated topics easy to understand. By the way, my license is NMLS 514497. The ideas expressed here are my own opinions and don't represent any legal advice. Thanks for joining, let's jump in. Welcome to the Loan Witch End podcast. Whether you're listening to us wherever you listen to audio or if you're watching us on YouTube, welcome. Real Facts No BS, Everything Mortgage. Today we are here with a very special guest. Uh, this is uh, Yvonne Fadi. She's with iTrip and they manage property for short term rentals. So if you're thinking of renting your property out for a short term rental, like an Airbnb type, situation, this is the episode for you. Today, we're going to talk about steps to rent your home, long-term versus short-term rental, what exactly is a property manager, how to choose the proper property manager, and you want to stick around to the end because we're going to have a bonus section, which is how to have a magnificent short-term property that everybody wants to rent. So, Yvonne, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. I appreciate for you being me. here. So, you are with iTrip, which is tell us what iTrip does. So, iTrip is a franchise, and we are in over 160 markets across the U.S. and Canada, and we do property management for short-term rentals. So okay. We manage properties on behalf of homeowners who put their properties up, like you said, on sites like Airbnb. Um, and don't want to manage it themselves, we offer a, a full service solution for them. Okay, yeah, so lots of lots of experience there, a national company and lots of markets. So that's lots of good information that you're gonna give us today. I'm really excited. Um, so why don't you define what's considered a short-term rental? Like what's a short-term versus long-term rental? Right, sure, so generally short-term is considered 30 days or less. Um, long-term is if you have a property and you want to lease it out to a long-term tenant, they would generally sign a lease that's maybe six months or a year, sometimes even longer, two years. Um, but for a short-term rental, you're talking folks who are coming in on vacation or they're coming in for a special event or business or, or medical needs. And so they're generally not going to be in the property for, for longer than 30 days. Okay. So anywhere from one day to 30 days. Exactly. Okay. Got you. Um, so that's long-term versus short-term. Now let's talk about, so if you're considering renting your home, or let's say you have a side unit, an accessory dwelling unit, or your particular house, you're going on vacation, you wanna reap some rewards and rent it out. So what are some of the steps that someone needs to take if they're going to rent their home short-term? Well, before you even get to that, the first decision that you would make is whether you wanna rent it on the short-term market or the long-term market, because there are big differences. Um, if you put it on the long-term market, like I said, you're going to sign a lease with a tenant and they're going to be in the property for maybe a year. Okay. And, you know, that means that you may not be in the property itself for, you know, you may be in the property two or three times a year at the most to see how the property is doing, what's going on with it. Um, that can be an issue if you have tenants who are not really taking care of the property. 
um, versus putting it on the short-term market, you're going to have guests who are coming in and out continuously. Um, after every guest stay, the, the, there's, the property is going to be cleaned. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have eyeballs on the property all the time. You're going to have inspections done. You're going to be able to identify issues as, as soon as they start to, to come about so that you can take care of them probably faster than you could if you had a long-term tenant. Okay. So that's the first decision to make. Do I want to put it on the long-term market or do I want to put okay. it on the short-term market? There's also financial differences, pros and cons. On the long-term market, you will have a, a tenant who has signed a lease for a certain amount of uh, rent per month. So you know that that amount is going to be guaranteed to you. Okay. Um, the short-term rental market, you're not going to have a guaranteed amount, but the potential for your revenue that you get each month to be much higher than a long-term rental is, is there. Because um, you can go higher or lower based on like the summer, if you have a exactly, beach property or exactly. the time of year. Right, okay. right. So your, your pricing can be dynamic throughout the year depending on levels of demand, uh, what season you're in, what events are going on in town. You can fluctuate mm -hmm. your rates okay. so that with a short-term rental, you may be able to capture three to four times the revenue that you could if you put oh, it wow. on, on the, on the long-term market. Okay, cool. Um, so if you do decide to go with uh, putting it on the short-term rental market, then the things to understand are that um, you're going to have to furnish the place, which you wouldn't do if it was a long-term uh, rental. The tenant right. would furnish it themselves. Okay. Um, you're going to have to pay for the utilities. You're going to have to furnish the uh, the internet. Those sorts of things. You're going to yeah. have to uh, make sure that the the lawn gets cut. Those sorts of things are what mm -hmm. you have to think about if you're going to put it on the short-term rental market. Okay. Awesome. And then, I mean, it it sounds like a lot of work. Like I'm already glazing over <laughs> just thinking about all of those tasks that you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. So why would someone use a property manager? Well, because like you said, it can be a lot of work. It's a, it's a lot more work than putting your home on the long-term rental market. So when you're looking at property managers, I'm assuming that there's several out there. And I mean, iTrip is not the only game in town. So when you're looking for a property manager, what should be some of the things that you look for? Well, when you talk to different options, one of the things that you're going to quickly realize is that um, there's different levels of fees. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is because different property managers bring different levels of service to the table. Okay. So it just depends on what you're looking for and what you, wh where you want to be in terms of the fees. Mm -hmm. um, generally, property managers uh, charge a, um, a percentage of the gross booking revenue as their fee. For instance, 10% um, would be probably at the low end. Um, so 10%, I just want to pause there for a second. Mm -hmm. So that means if... Let's say I'm running it out for $2,000. Let's say they're gonna do 30 days and it's $2,000. I'm just making this up. 10% right. would be $2,000. I mean, 200, Right. sorry, whoops, the right. math person couldn't, <laughs> the, the lender couldn't do math there for a second. So yes, 10% of 2,000 is 200. So on the reverse end, let's say I did it for three or four days and it was $500, 10% would be $50. Right. Okay. Right. Exactly. Got it. I'm clear right. on 10%. So the, the property manager would take that 10% and the rest of it would go to the homeowner. Okay. Um, at the higher end, uh, you might see property management uh, fees that are 20 to 25%. Oh, wow. And like I said, it all has to do with what um, level of service the particular property manager is, is okay. offering. So it's, it's, it's offering. important to talk to the property manager and understand what, what they're offering. So at the 10% price point, they may just be helping you list the property on different booking sites, okay. like Airbnb, Verbo, that thing, type of mm -hmm. thing. And they may be 
handling guest communications. Okay. When potential guests send in inquiries or when they're staying in the property and they have questions about something, and they'd handle the communication, but probably not much more than that at that price point. Okay. When you get into the, the higher levels of fees, um, iTrip, for instance, is full service. So we handle you know, all of the guest communications. We handle the marketing and the, and the visibility of the property, putting it up on all the booking sites. We handle the cleanings after the stays, uh, the maintenance, collecting the money, paying the taxes, the whole nine yards. Okay. So you're going to pay a higher management fee for a higher level of service. Right. Yeah, well, all those other things cost time. Exactly. And having to worry about, like, you handle coordinating repairs, or you would identify, like, let's say I had my property. Do you go in after each booking and inspect? Yes. And so you would say, okay, this was damaged, and we're going to contact the person that did it and take their deposit or whatever it is that you do. Right. And you're also going to help coordinate, for example, with full service, you would help coordinate... Um, repairs that need to be done. Let's say they bash in the wall right. or whatever. Okay. Exactly. So gotcha. it all just depends on what, how much does the homeowner want to have to do themselves yeah. versus how much would they like to okay. farm out. And, you know, if you choose a, a full service property manager, you have the potential to make your short-term rental property be, you know, a very passive source of income mm -hmm. for you. Yeah, absolutely. You basically just, you know, collect show a check up. Yeah. each month. <laughs> Don't even show up. You just yeah. look at your bank account. Exactly. Okay, cool. So what people should expect for short-term rental is anywhere from 10 to 25% is kind of an industry standard depending on the level of service that's provided. Right. So that's what people should look for. Right, exactly. Okay, cool. Is there anything else we should know about um, You should also um, look into what, uh, to what degree the property manager is local. Um, if that's important to you to really have local boots on the ground and also if you as the homeowner have an issue and you want to be able to call the property manager and have that person actually answer the phone. Sure. Um, that's, that's something that can vary depending on if you're, you're working with um, a property manager that has a model where they have employees but they're not necessarily local and you may be calling into a call center. Well, yeah, how would they go to your property? It's, it's they more send difficult. some random person to go invest, investigate right, exactly. the property. You know, okay. and, and my opinion is, if you're a homeowner and your your property is not even in the city where you live in, then you're not local. Then what's the point of having a property manager who's not local either? Yeah, you know, you'd want to have. That's a good. That's a good right. point. Make sure that they're physically located in the city. Right. Okay, that's great. Um, so, we are at the bonus material. I promised a bonus material. You are gonna get it. So, what are some steps? or some attributes for me, if let's say I'm gonna do a short-term rental and I wanna maximize the value of people just lining up to rent, right. what would those be? Well, um, if you think back to the origins of Airbnb, Airbnb started as, oh, you know, rent out your spare bedroom and you know, the air literally was referring to an air mattress, you know, put an air mattress on the floor. Oh, that's where it came. Do you know what B&B &B stands for? Uh, bed and breakfast, I think, is uh, okay. was that whole tie-in um, okay. to bed and breakfast. Got you. But um, we, the, the short-term rental industry has evolved so much since then, and we are long past the days of just being able to, to put anything up on, on Airbnb or short-term rental site and expect yeah. to, to make money. Um, there's a lot more competition. There's a lot more um, supply in the market. And, and guests have become a lot more discerning. So when they're looking at listings, you know, they have a lot to choose from and they have a lot that looks very, very nice. The decor is, is high end. Mm -hmm. um, so 
you know, unless they're just really, really price sensitive, if they have a choice between a place that looks fantastic and a place that looks eh. Yeah, I would pay, uh, I'd pay $50 a night more for right. a place that looks super inviting, maybe right. even 100 I don't exactly. know, it depends. <laughs> depends where I'm going yeah. and the mood I'm in. Yeah. Okay. So, so decor is a big thing Okay, nowadays. decor. You would know, you, you say that's the number one thing? It's, it's very high up there. Okay. Yes. Got you. Um, you want to not only have very nice looking decor, but you want your home to guests don't want to come and stay in a home that feels like they're staying in someone else's home yeah so you have to sort of purge it for 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 purge it from having any sort of um, indication that other people have lived there like you know like, like pictures pictures family pictures on the wall and personal yeah. items around so neutralize um, right the area. sort of like you do when you're staging a house to, to sell it yeah um, you know you sort of do that decluttering and because yeah. again guests are looking for almost sort of a a hotel like experience now okay with, with short-term rentals um, and along those lines, your, your pictures that you put in your listing have to be really fantastic. Um, unless you're just really talented at taking great pictures on your iPhone, we don't really recommend it. We recommend um, professional, professional photographer. photos. Okay. And not only that, but um, you, know, you have professional photographers who specialize in real estate photography, but even that is not exactly the same as short-term rental photography. Okay. When you're photographing a home just to sell it, you're gonna photograph it in a certain way to, to highlight the space. But if you're highlighting a, a home as a short-term rental, you're gonna take pictures of things that you wouldn't otherwise take pictures of. You're gonna maybe open all the drawers in the, in the kitchen to show how oh, well show appointed the, the kitchen okay. is. You know, all of the cooking, you tend to look at you know, how you're, you can, you know, cook your fantastic meals when you stay in this home and you're yeah. going to take pictures of other amenities that you have in the home um, you know maybe your your lawn games out in the backyard your mm -hmm. cornhole your okay. barbecue grill you know you're going to focus on things like that mm -hmm. that you wouldn't necessarily care about in just generic real estate photography okay that's so your, your photographs have to be you know really on point precise um, yes, looking at those listings are going to spend a lot of time looking at the photographs even yeah. before they, they read anything about the property in the listing. That makes sense. And okay. then again, and just amenities, you know, just having things in the home that differentiate it from others on the market, you know, whether it's having you know, a game room, foosball table, um, whatever it is, something that, that... Lawn games. Exactly. You mm -hmm. know, have those sorts of things and make sure that you photograph them. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So pictures, it sounds, I mean, because really people are getting a feeling yeah. when, I mean, the description is okay, but people can fudge up a description, yeah. but the pictures yeah. really tell. That, that's and, what allows them to picture themselves in the home and, and think about what they do, that experience. Well, and the like. rating, how big are the ratings? I mean, so many people are concentrated on yeah. reviews now, so yeah. that's something I would assume that y'all help with as a property manager, making sure that after the experience, you get the ratings right, from right. the people. Yeah, the reviews are huge, like anything else. You know, okay. people are always reading reviews and wanting to hear about other people's experiences to yeah. help them make their decision. Absolutely, but yeah, pictures, I never thought about that, about picturing, taking a picture of the lawn games and opening mm -hmm. the drawers. That's interesting. Yeah, that's that makes a big deal. Yeah, or deal. if you offer, you know, pack and plays for families with children, you know, make sure that's in a picture. Or if you're okay. a pet friendly rental, which is a big thing, you know, take pictures of the- Of a dog. The, yeah, the dog, yeah. the dog bowls, whatever, you know. Okay. Um, yeah, so. those are great tips. Mm -hmm. Well, Yvonne, thank you for being with us today. Uh, we're gonna put some information about iTrip in the notes and the description. So thank you for joining Loan with Jen, everything mortgage, real facts, no BS. We'll catch you next time.
thank you for listening to the Loan with Jen podcast. Keep joining me each week to stay up to date on the mortgage industry as I'll dive into relevant topics so your home financing process, whether you're buying or refinancing, is smooth and simple. If you enjoyed today, please click follow and that way you'll never miss an episode. To find us on social media, just go to Loan with Jen on any of the social media handles, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in this week for Real Facts, No BS. Talk soon. Mm -hmm.